It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. This is Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we are so grateful that you have found the Love Ladies today on this beautiful Saturday morning here in Central Texas. You are listening on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk. Uh, whether you are listening live or online, streaming as live online, or whether you are listening to our podcast, uh, we are so grateful that you are with us today. And of course, I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Coach Carrie. It's great to be with you. It's great to be with our listening friends. Boy, I cannot believe that it is Thanksgiving week. Right. I mean, you know, you make all these plans and you think about are you going to are you going to host or are you going to go visit a family? Whose turn is it? What are we doing? And <laughs> now it's here and you know, my girls always accuse me of doing um what do they call it? Frantic cleaning, I think is how they refer to it. <laughs> And yes, yes, I am sworn this year that I'm not allowed to do that. And so I just I'm like, okay, well, can we just let's get everything vacuum and dusted the week beforehand so that, you know, all we're doing is is taking care of food. So that is my goal for this week is um, just to enjoy the week and do a little bit of more preparation up front so that there's no frantic anything at the last moment. <laughs> I will have to make sure that my children know I am not alone in the frantic cleaning <laughs> department. Um, that is hilarious. I think we all kind of get that way. We All of a sudden, we notice that the baseboards need to be, be wiped yes. and the mirrors are not clean, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I think the thing that's kind of gotten me a little in the feels is with the week of Thanksgiving, that means Christmas is almost here. And that means first semester of this school year is almost yes. over. And I just don't know where the time has gone. It, it Holy cow. It just flew by. So that means my girl only has one more semester left before she graduates. <laughs> and uh, so I, that's kind of the way I think about it is, oh, my stars, we just have a few weeks left in this semester, not only in our year, but in this semester. So, um, yeah, crazy, crazy. But I hope that everyone can enjoy this week, that maybe it, even though there might be a frenetic pace going on around you to cook or clean, that you can rest this week and enjoy the holiday because I I think in the past, Kathy, I don't know if you've been guilty of this, but I have between the cleaning and the getting ready or maybe you're packing your bags to go somewhere and then all the cooking and everything, the shopping that goes along with all of that, forget to just take a breath and be grateful and thankful to have a place to go, yeah. to have food to cook, to yeah. um, to have people to enjoy a precious meal with. And so I pray that we can just slow down and take a breath and enjoy that aspect of the holiday as well. You know, I think that's exactly right, Carrie. When we look in the Bible and, and we see Jesus with everything he accomplished and everything he did in the three short years of his ministry, he didn't rush. He did not rush mm -hmm. from place to place. And, um, you know, in today's program, we're going to look at uh, this incredible story that I absolutely love and, and kind of find ourselves in that story. And even though he was ministering and he was traveling and, and he had a destination he had to get to, he was never rushing. And so, you know, mm -hmm. obviously we want to be like Jesus. And if we can be like Jesus in the one aspect of not rushing, that would be my goal for this week. I mean, I, mm. yes, I want to be grateful. I want to be thankful. I want to remember that God is the giver of, of all good things. And when I'm, I'm thankful for something, I'm, I'm acknowledging that I'm, I'm, I have received the good things from the giver of good things. And so I, I love Thanksgiving. I, I love the principle of this week. And, but I know that in my, it just 
kind of humanness. I step into the time clock of the world and I allow it to kind of push me and 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 get me starting to rush. And so I'm just going to refuse to do that this week. I'm going to try my best to refuse to do that this week and to really just enjoy the time that I have and um kind of stay in step with the kingdom clock instead of the world clock. Uh, yes, I, I think that's great advice. Um, you know, listening friends, we have been in this small series on prayer that we're going to continue through uh, the end of the year, the end of December. Uh, last week, we were chatting with our very own personal prayer coach, and I believe her name is Kathy <laughs> Indrock, um, talking about her new book, My Voice, His Heart. Uh, and Kathy, that was just a great program. Listening friends, you can find that program on, uh, in our archives on Love Talk Network. You can go there, get all the details about Kathy's new book, My Voice, His Heart. Well, and will- Coach, Coach Kerr, I'm just going to say really yeah. quick, you know, that, that program aired right before the Baylor football game and our wonderful Gavin, he condensed the program to a half an hour program because instead of running from 10 to 11 last Saturday, it had to run from 10 to 1030. And then the full hour program happened after the game. But it's the way that it was cut off. It wasn't scheduled to cut off that way. You said, Kathy, how can everyone get a hold of you? And I said, oh, 512-664- and then we were gone. Then, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I had some friends calling me and saying, uh, I, I, sorry about that. I had some friends calling me and saying, what kind of a teaser was that? I was like, that was not a teaser, not a teaser, friends. That was a, kind of one of those radio unfortunate oops. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I, I am... Um, I, if you want this, uh, this study, this book, and if you are a, a women's ministry director and you would like to consider this study for your spring Bible study, um, I will send you out a free copy of that book and you can call me at 512-644-7972 or uh, shoot me an email at Kathy at Let's Pray Today and that's Kathy with a C, Kathy at Let's pray today. And um, so I'm just excited to be talking with women's ministries. I'm for the first 10 churches who sign up to uh, do this Bible study with their women's ministry. I will uh, come out to either kick off the study or I will come out to wrap up the study. And it's a six week study. So it just it works beautifully across the um the spring season. So anyway, sorry for that little hiccup last week, friends, but there you go. That's the full story. All right. Well, thank you, Kathy. And again, you can find Kathy's information on her personal website for her organization, Let's Pray Today. So you can go to Let's Kathy, is it Let's Pray Today Ministries or just Let's Pray Today? Let's Pray Today.com. Let's pray today.com and you can find her information there. As we discuss the Thanksgiving today, I want you to think about the desires of your heart. If Thanksgiving was limited to only the things that you had prayed for, how would that affect your day, your week, your month, or your year? Kathy, you said that sentence to me last week and holy cow, um, when you really think about that, it if Thanksgiving was limited to only the things I had prayed for, oh man, I I think I would be very sad um, <laughs> to um, you know, wow. So I I want us to think about that today as we look at our scripture, and as you alluded to before, Kathy, and the word Thanksgiving, there's obviously thanks and giving. We've been given so much. Um, and to acknowledge the giver with the capital G, the one who has given us everything, is of utmost importance. It's not coincidence, friends. Mm-hmm. Today, we will explore our heart's condition, our heart's cry, and our heart's celebration as we look at Scripture in the New Testament this week. Well, Kathy, um, our key verses for today Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him 
and praise his name. Also from the great book of Psalm, Psalm 107, verses 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, as we enter this Thanksgiving week. Well, Kathy, it sounds like you might be hosting Thanksgiving dinner. Is that right? We we are. You know, this year, uh, Eric's parents, they laid, moved out here in March. And so uh, they're going to be with us. And uh, we have a couple college students uh, coming out. And uh, we might be uh, hosting a boyfriend's family. We're, that is still up in the air. Ooh. We're not sure. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we may be. You know how it is sometimes. You're like, well, we simply don't have enough seats. And so you need to get your hands on some more seats and so that we're trying to figure out if that's the situation uh for us or not so we haven't had that rsvp come through but we will see how that works out but we're just excited i mean i i love to have a house full over Mm -hmm. the holidays it's how i was raised you know i have four brothers and three sisters there's eight of us and so over the holidays the house was always kind of full and we were playing games and laughing and watching movies and uh so that's kind of for me that's that's my comfort is when the house is full and people are just talking and laughing I love that. We're going to have a house full as well. Uh, my husband's family will be in town. Uh, his sister and her beautiful family, his uh, dad and, and uh, stepmom, and my mom will also be here. And then we have some really good friends um, that uh, the husband is having open heart surgery on mm. Tuesday. And so we're going to have their son over here on uh, on Thursday and and probably a lot through the week as well. So we want to be in prayer for them mm-hmm. um, as well. But I'm so thankful to have uh, to have a, a house full of voices and and feet, and we'll cook something for Thanksgiving lunch, and it'll be fantastic. (laughs) So very excited about that. Well, last week when Miss Evelyn was with us, I guess two weeks ago when Miss Evelyn was with us, she had this great acronym, as always, for the word pray. Praise, repent, ask, and yield. To praise your family's efforts, to repent when we all blow it, right? Yeah. Um, to ask for forgiveness and to yield yourself and your family to the Lord. And I love that. If we can keep those things in mind as we pray, uh, it's just um, always a blessing. Now, Kathy, as we get into our scripture for today, before our break, I want to set this up. We're here in the New Testament. Jesus is has started his earthly ministry, and he's traveling between uh, Samaria and Galilee. He's on his way to Jerusalem. And this is not a parable. This is an actual actual thing that, that happened. Um, and as we read this scripture about ten lepers, I want us to think about who we are. In this scripture, mm-hmm. how do we, who are we in relation to Christ? So this is from Luke 17, verses 11 through 17. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, Have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Oh, Kathy, there's so much to unpack in this scripture. These uh, these verses, when we come back from our, our break, as we go to break, listening friends, I'd like for you to think about 
your heart's condition as we approach the Thanksgiving table this week. We'll discuss it when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on KTXW, the bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership today. Thanks so much for joining us, friends. I am Kathy Endebrock, and in studio with us today, we have Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we are just thrilled to be with you. We are missing our Miss Evelyn Davison this week of Thanksgiving. She is preparing for a household of grandbabies and great-grandbabies, and uh, so she has a very full week. She's not going to be with us, but we're crossing our fingers and hoping uh, that she might be with us the first week in December for our Christmas series. We're looking forward to that. Well, we are talking today about being prayerful at Thanksgiving. And uh, in our first segment, Coach Kerry, you walked us through this amazing story of Jesus uh encountering these 10 lepers. And and again, you point out this is not a parable. This is a, a story. And we want to find ourselves in this story because today in our discussion, in our Thanksgiving discussion, we're considering our heart's condition. We're considering our heart's cry and our heart's celebration. And I, I think when we stop to consider our heart's condition, uh, it takes a few moments of, of reflection, and I really like this story of the ten lepers and Jesus because we're able to find ourselves in this story. So um, you walked us through the scripture in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 17. And you we know, have – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, as we as we get into this, I want to – kind of hang out here on the leprosy part to start with, right? There were 10 lepers, and this disease was terrible. It it was physically painful. Um, apparently, the more research I did, it not only um, caused your skin to, to be very, very sensitive and for it to be incredibly debilitating, but it was also a nerve condition. I don't know if anybody out there listening has ever had shingles, but shingles is a nerve condition and man, it is painful. I've not had it, but my mom and my brother have had the shingles and my best friend has had the shingles. And I tell you what, they were in some serious pain. Um, it, it is, it's so painful because it's a nerve condition. And I, I guess I kind of want to liken this to, 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 to leprosy, except that shingles is not contagious and leprosy was. Um, and leprosy, it says that in Jewish uh, tradition, that it required lepers to stay at least a hundred paces away from unaffected people. Um, now, Kathy, does that sound like COVID to you? <laughs> so we have, you know, kind of a, a, a combination here of things that we can identify with, right? The painfulness of shingles that probably multiply that, as well as not being able to physically be around people. Mm-hmm. The only people you could be around were other lepers. So not only was this physically damaging, but it was emotionally damaging as well. And I think that those that have had COVID can identify with this a little bit with, I think we can all identify with this, the isolation that we have felt over the last year and a half to two years of not being able to commune together, not being able to get together with friends and family. And Kathy, I remember when COVID was first, you know, coming onto the scene, uh, February, March, April of 2020, my mom was supposed to come out for a visit. And I just didn't know. I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't want to expose her to anything. I don't, I don't know. And, and so we, we actually told her to stay home because we just Mm -hmm. didn't know what the ramifications of the virus were going to be. So I think we can all identify with this emotional isolation and uh, many of us can identify with the physical debilitating uh, disease that this that this was. And there was no treatment and no cure. You found so yourselves I, in this hopeless situation. Yes, a yeah. hopeless situation. And verse 12 
states, as Jesus was heading into the village, the 10 men who had leprosy, they, they met him, but they stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. In fact, the King James Version says that they were afar off. I love that, afar. They were afar <laughs> off. Um, so, you know, they couldn't get close to Jesus. I want us to think about, Kathy, what keeps us from coming close to Jesus? As we look at our heart's condition this Thanksgiving season, and we're talking about being prayerful, what keeps us, Kathy, from coming close to Jesus? You know, I I think I, one of the things that I love about this is that these lepers who were separated from everyone else, they knew about Jesus. They recognized mm-hmm. him. And I think that good news travels to hard to reach places. And I just think that's kind of one of the kingdom principles. And um, I think that so much can keep us from Christ. I think bitterness and guilt and shame, uh, laziness. I mean, I think we can come up with all kinds of excuses being, we were talking in our first segment, being rushed, not having time. I mean, how many times have I said, okay, I'm going to get my prayer life together next month, next year. I just need to get through this project. I don't have time. I don't have enough hours in the day to pray. I just need to get this stuff done. Um, or how many times have I said, uh, look, you know, these short three-second prayers are just going to be enough. Those are going to carry me through. I, I just don't have time for that really personal, intimate relationship with Christ right now. I think there's so many things that can keep us away. And and I think that we need to ask ourselves, what is our heart's condition? What is keeping us away from Christ? What is keeping us afar off and at a distance? And what's keeping us away possibly from engaging with other people? I, I think sometimes when that relationship with Christ is broken, and we're carrying the things that we are not supposed to be carrying. We're carrying shame. Um, we're, we're carrying just the, the wrong view of self. We're carrying victimhood. Uh, we're carrying pain that we shouldn't be carrying. All of those things keep us out of healthy relationships with other people as well. So I love that we're able to stop, find ourselves in this parable and, and take a look at our heart's condition. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me, some things that keep me especially uh, away from Christ, and, you know, I look back on, on my history and we think, for me, you know, I think, oh, that's too bad. I, I do not want to take that to Jesus. He's too pure. He's too lovely. But he already knows. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, you have to kind of turn that around and go, okay, he already knows. He already knows our heart's condition. And we have to get to a point where we bring that shame. We bring that guilt to the Lord. And he says, you know what, Carrie, it's all right. I'm here. I got you. Um, but so many times, I, I remember being in college, Kathy, and I thought, oh, I, I can't darken the doors of church on Sunday morning. I've got too too much shame, too much guilt going on here. I'm not bringing that to the Lord's house. Mm. Well, the lepers brought <laughs> brought their broken bodies to the Lord. He wants everything. He wants all of it. And now as as I as I've grown in my relationship with the Lord, I think now what keeps me from from coming close to Jesus is just my sheer laziness at times, like you said, or busyness. It's just an excuse. We have time to give to the Lord every day. Mm-hmm. It's just how we choose to use our time. Mm-hmm. And these lepers chose to use their time to find Jesus. Like you said, good news travels fast. And so um, they they chose to use their time to run and find 
Jesus in the town. Well, it says that he was on their way. I mean, they 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 were basically, and and this makes sense too, right, Kathy? Like Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He was in between. The lepers wouldn't have been smack dab in the middle of the city. They would have been ousted, yes. right, outside the city. And so they they found him somewhere along the border between Samaria and Galilee, um, which is not surprising. That all makes perfect sense because they were outcasts. You know, and um, isn't it it is it's interesting as well, Carrie, that, um, you know, Jesus was they were still afar off. Yet mm-hmm. they grabbed a hold of hope rather than just saying, oh, he's not even coming to see us. He's walking right by us. He's not even looking at us. We're in a hopeless situation. If he really cared, he would come and actually come up to us. If he wasn't scared mm-hmm. of us, he would come to us. We shouldn't mm-hmm. have to approach him. We're in this plight because God doesn't care for us. Mm-hmm. And now, look, obviously he doesn't care either. Oh, poor me, poor me grab a hold of hopelessness instead of grabbing a hold of hope. We don't see that in these lepers. They grabbed a hold of hope. And I'm thinking, well, there were 10 of these lepers. How many more were there that didn't go and cry out Mm. to Jesus? How many more were there that were just huddled and and feeling sorry for themselves and, and holding on to the bitterness and holding on to the hopelessness? But yet 10 of them broke away from the group. They went and they um, cried out to Jesus mm-hmm. and referred to him as master, which means they placed him in a position of authority. And I think when we go to Jesus, we need to be crying out to him and placing him in that position of authority and grabbing a hold of hope and looking forward with expectation to what he might do. Absolutely. You know, our heart's condition and then our heart's cry as we look to the Lord, is is so very important. So our first point, our heart's condition, what's keeping us from drawing close to Jesus, um, it's typically things that we're, we're just letting get in the way um, because Jesus accepts us just the way we are. So this Thanksgiving, what is your heart's condition? All right, and Kathy, as you alluded to, our heart's cry in verse 13 you know they called out in this loud voice they weren't sheepish about it they didn't they weren't shy about it mass jesus master have pity on us you know they had no physician that could heal them there was no medicine that could cure them and as these 10 lepers pled for healing I find it interesting here what Jesus does. In verse 14, Kathy, he says to them, go show yourselves to the priest. He doesn't say, okay, I'm going to heal you. He doesn't say, I, I got you, lepers, no problem. Let me touch, Let me touch you and I'll heal you. He doesn't give them any other instructions except for go show yourselves to the priest. So, Kathy, I don't know about you, but I might be a little skeptical here. I might, <laughs> my, first, my first reaction might be disappointment. He tells them to go show themselves to the pre- priest, and, and let, me t- let me tell you why. And it's the right thing to do for someone who's been, who has recovered from a skin disease in the Jewish tradition the priest would have to verify the healing that had occurred so that they could restore the individual back to society, okay? But again, they leave Jesus, and they don't know that they're healed. It says that while, and it says that as the lepers went, as they went, they were cleansed. Oh, this is so good. So what they had to do, Kathy, very first of all, was trust Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus's instructions weren't difficult. In fact, they were very simple. Go show yourselves to the priest. But they had to trust Jesus's words first and obey him. And then the miracle followed. Mm hmm. God expects us to act on his truth and obey and trust for the rest. 
the process, go go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it is so like us. I can identify with this because how many times do we want to set the order for God to follow? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Lord, I want you to heal me first. And then I'll go and do this next step. And then if you would just do things in the order that I want you to do them, then I'm going to obey and I'm going to step through this and everything's going to be fine. And I think God says, uh, Kathy, who establishes the order? Who knows what the right order is? And so I think that you're right, Carrie. We just need to say, okay, our, what we need to obey and we need to trust. And, you know, I just think of what, what things might we, might we be wanting God to do for us that we're waiting for him to do for us before we go and obey what he's asking us to do? And I think, you know, guys, (laughs) and I speak to myself here, we can't wait for God to do what we want before we go out and do what he's asking us to do. We just have to take those steps and do what he's asking us to do and trust him for the rest. You know, it's a process, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Our journey with the Lord is a process and he changes us and molds us and 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 moves us in the direction of being loving and gracious and prayerful all through faith. We mm-hmm. have to take that first step that's faith filled. Our journey has to be faith filled. And the goal is a life that follows Christ first. Right? And then we trust him for the results. I was in a conversation the other day, Kathy, with this um, beautiful woman who was, she was just trying to make some very, very hard life decisions. Um, And I said, you know what? I think that when we're really prayerfully seeking the Lord's guidance, we cannot step outside of his will. We may not know um, if, if what we're doing is the right way to go, but when we're prayerfully seeking the Father, we're not going to be stepping outside of his will. And so we trust, we take that step, we make that decision through prayer, and then the Lord takes care of the rest. Kathy, has there ever been a time in your life where you had to just step out on faith and just trust God for the outcome? Every time I give advice to my daughters, I will tell you. <laughs> no, I, I will tell right. you. I do have to trust that God has made me their mom, and that I have asked Him for wisdom, and He has promised that He will give wisdom to all who ask. And as you know, sometimes I find myself talking with them over the phone or across the table or going for a walk and or a drive in the car, and they present me with something, and I think. Okay, here we go. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I think with that, every time stepping in to that role of mom and advisor, and I just, I trust God that he is going to give me the wisdom that when my mouth opens, something good is going to come out. And mm-hmm. I know if the advice is grounded in his word, uh, that he is going to take care of the rest. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think, Carrie, as far as a big thing, I will say even just writing this book, I, I never would have written a book on my own. Um, it was never something that I would have aspired to do. And, and you know, I've written chapters in books, but I've never written a book. But when I was asked to do it, um, and there was a need and it became about helping women who were seeking help. I thought, how can I say no to someone who is seeking help? How can I say no to these women? I have mm-hmm. to give them a yes. And mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. I just trusted the Lord each step of the way through that, that um, as I put the book together and as I wrote through the chapters, he gave me the words for the pages. And um, so that required a lot of faith, <laughs> a lot uh, of faith and a lot of trust. How about you? Right. No, I, I hear you. I, you know, I've got so many things this swirling around in my head right now. And I, I just go back to um, really giving up college coaching. You know, when I, uh, resigned in 2015, I I knew 
that it was the right decision. I, and I, but I was trusting the Lord for the next step. And I was trusting the Lord for a peace and a calm in my body and in my mind to, to say, Carrie, this is the right thing. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why. Just trust me on this because I didn't really know why I mean I knew I wanted to be home with my family and I and I and it felt like the right time to be done but I still desperately wanted to be a basketball coach um and the lord just quieted my heart and immediately um I, I'm shortly in the next month uh, my best friend was diagnosed with breast cancer and I was able to have time to help her take care of her family. I was able to have time to set up meals for her. I was able to have time to spend with her during her treatment and recovery. And if I was still coaching college basketball, I would have, I would have never had that time. And the Lord said, just trust me. I'm going to take care of the financial aspect of everything, Carrie. I'm going to take care of your time and I'm going to take care of your heart. And man, he did. And I was so grateful. But Kathy, had I not stepped out on just pure, okay, Lord, I'm going to obey, none of that would have happened. Mm -hmm. None of that. I, I would have not felt that calmness in my soul. And there's just been so many blessings along the way. I can't even I begin to list them <laughs> all here. It would take us uh, the rest of the program and, and more. But when we step out on faith and we just obey, the Lord says, I got you. And that's what these lepers did. Uh, Jesus gave a very simple instruction. Go, go to the priest, go to the priest. And, and, uh, then they were healed along the way, but they had to obey first. You know, um, I think, I think it's interesting that the lepers came to Jesus calling him master and asking for something they wanted. Oh, and then he's uh -huh. like, okay, if I'm your master, go do what I'm telling you to do. So instead yeah. of giving them what they wanted, He's, he told them, go do what, what I'm telling you to do. And I, I think that, that Christ does want us to know that he is master. He, he, he wants us to know that he is Lord. And I think he gives us these opportunities to do these simple things that he is asking us to do. And, um, so I think, you know, when we're going to the Lord in prayer, if all we're doing is bringing our laundry list of requests, I, I just don't think we are approaching it the right way. Mm. I, I think that in prayer, we need to be approaching Christ like we see these 10 lepers doing as master. And when he tells mm -hmm. us, okay, put your list on hold for a minute. I, I, I care about those deeply and, and I know how those touch your heart and I know what those mean to you. Now go and do what I'm asking you to do. And I'm going to take care of the rest of those things. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just love it that all those 10 lepers, they did. They went. They went to the place. They obeyed. You know, I think about my teenagers, right? Or, or maybe, friends, you're listening and you've got toddlers, right? And we give them one simple instruction. I, I'd like for you to take out the trash, please. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times my son will say, okay, mom, just let me finish this. Okay, let me let me do this first. Let I, uh, Mom, um, I'll do it later. And then it doesn't get done. He forgets, right? He forgets, and then the trash men have come the next morning, and the trash was not taken out. Mm -hmm. um, how many times do we say, "Okay, Lord, I'll obey," but later? I'm not. I, I I hear you, and I know it's super simple. Like you're just asking me to do this very tiny little thing, but okay, I'm gonna do it later. Um, so this is really, uh, important and very indicative of, I think of very many of us, we want to see the result first before we are all in, but the mm -hmm. Lord says, just obey. And then, um, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do for you. Friends, when we return to love talk, we'll wrap this up with our heart's celebration. We've looked at our heart's condition. Our hearts cry. But what about our hearts celebration? When we see what the Lord 
has done for us. And we see the fruits of our relationship with the Father. What is our celebration? Do we just go on our everyday lives as if nothing had happened? Do we forget to thank our Father? Or do we really have a beautiful celebration and thank the one who gave us every single thing that we have? So we'll look at that, Kathy, and listening friends when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. Coach Carrie, uh, you and I are just having a great day today talking about being prayerful at Thanksgiving. And I just want to say a huge thank you, talking about being thankful, I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors who have kept Love Talk on the air for the past 36 plus years. They're just amazing men and women, amazing business women who uh, love the people of Central Texas and who love to step out and serve them and take care of them. Uh, these guys are, are honest. I just love Tim Smith Landscaping and Roy Garner Insurance and all of our Casa, Casa Mechanical, just these people that we can rely on who keep us on the air. And so we just want to say thank you for um, just being faithful in supporting this program. Absolutely. Absolutely. And many of our sponsors have been with Miss Evelyn and Love Talk for now 36 years. I, I just can't even get over that. It is amazing and awesome what Miss Evelyn has done for this community, all because she stepped out, Kathy. She obeyed the Lord. She felt like the Lord was telling her to have a radio program, even though she said she never would. And she <laughs> stepped out and obeyed the Lord. And here we are, 36 years later, doing our best to um, make Miss Evelyn proud every single day. Um, all right. So we're in the verses here in Luke, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 17, this story of 10 lepers calling out to Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus says, go see the priests, right? <laughs> and as they walk, they're healed. Mm -hmm. Verse 14 says, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And here's what's significant is that out of the 10, there was only one who reacted differently than the rest. So I want you to think about it. I want you to think about you with nine other people, okay, all differing opinions, all differing um, uh, thoughts, and one person acts differently. Kathy, I've said this to Logan so many times over his journey these last several years. You know, you go to a, a private Christian school, right? Your ministry is outside of your your friend group at school. Your ministry is your summer basketball team. Your ministry is those that you don't encounter every day. They should know that you are different, right? And this one leper ask, uh, acts differently and runs back. Uh, let me let me grab that verse uh, here. One of them when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. I love that. It wasn't quietly, Kathy. He went in a loud <laughs> voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. He threw himself and thanked him. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kathy. He wasn't think, far off anymore, was he? He wasn't far off. He finally got to, to, to get close to someone else besides the other lepers. Why do you think... What are some of the reasons that maybe these other lepers did not return to thank to thank Jesus? And, you know, I think this can 100 percent apply to us as well. You know, I think so many times when you get what you want and life is the way that you want it, you forget all about uh, that God was the one who got you there. You know, right. I think that. Uh, when things are hunky-dory, then you just go, okay, what's next? And it's all about me now. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think also the lepers could have justified, um, you know, that 
that, you know what, maybe they would have gotten well anyway. Maybe the whole, that this was just, you know, that somehow Jesus knew if they would just go to the priests and get out and go for a, a, a vigorous walk, that somehow they would, they would get healed anyway. I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe they justified somehow that it wasn't Jesus that healed them, that it somehow mm-hmm. just happened. Um, and, you know, maybe it was the, the rabbi that they thought maybe the rabbi had prayed for them this morning. And so it was the rabbi's prayers that God was hearing that had mm-hmm. healed them. I mean, I think maybe some of them were saying, you know, I'm not sure if this cure is real. I'm going to see if it sticks, you know, like right. uh, I'm going to go to the temple. I'm going to have be declared clean and I'm just going to wait a while. I'm just going to wait and see <laughs> Does this healing last? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's so many excuses that we can come up with that keep us from turning around and giving glory to God for what he's done. Yeah. You know, how many times do we say later? Like maybe these lepers were thinking, okay, well, I'll I'll see Jesus later. I'll see him later. I'll come back and thank him later. I need to go to the priest first. I got to, I got to go there first. Right. Which you know, I can I can kind of see that, um, but man, well, I mean, we could make up a million excuses. What is your excuse today for not turning to Jesus? What is my excuse today for not thanking Jesus? And I think a lot of things that I struggle with, Kathy, are for me just probably not managing my time as well and putting everything in front of that relationship with Christ. I'll get to that later. I'll do that tonight. I'll do that Bible study tonight. I'll pray tonight. I'll take care of it tonight. I'll do it later. I've got all these other things to do, right? Man, what blessings we're missing whenever we put off the most important relationship Mm. in our lives. Um. You know, and wait and see attitude. Oh, I'll just wait and see if this is really true. I love how it says, too, that the leper threw himself at Jesus feet. I mean, nothing was going to keep him away from Christ. And I just, you know, I picture like, you know, that the that baseball runner coming into third or into home base and just sliding all the way to the plate. You know, I mean, that was what he knew what he was after. And and I love that when he comes back and he says, thank you that there's an additional blessing that Christ gives. Mm -hmm. And I think it's exactly the same way, friends, when we come and we give God thanks, when we come back and we acknowledge that he is a giver of all these good things that we've received and that he has been the comforter that has carried us through the things that we've encountered that we haven't wanted, that we would have rather not had. But when we come to him and give him thanks, there's an additional, additional blessing that he gives above Mm. and beyond what he Mm. has already, what we're already thanking him for. It's so true. It's so true. You know, and I I want to be the one that's different. I don't, I I don't want to be the one that's just trudging along through life. I want people to, to, to notice a difference and to say, man, you're different. Why are you so different? Where does that joy come from? Where is that? Where does that grateful heart come from? Because that's how we show others Jesus. You know, our words a lot of times can fall on deaf ears. Um, people see what we do more than what we say, mm-hmm. right? They see how we live our lives and why it's different. And I, I, that, that really struck me that the one out of 10 and the other thing that really struck me about the end of this story is that Jesus was hurt. You know, Mm -hmm. he was saddened by these, I don't, I don't know if he was angry or saddened, maybe a little bit of both, right? He says, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God? except this foreigner. This was the only Samaritan of the bunch. Of the 10, this was the only Samaritan. And the others knew, the others were brought up in the Jewish tradition, and they knew they should have come back and thanked the rabbi, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think Jesus was saddened by this, Kathy, don't you think? 
Yeah, and you know, I love that he says, "Did no? Are you the? Has no one else returned to give praise to God mm-hmm. except this foreigner?" And mm-hmm. so I think that that Christ is even revealing Himself even further. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think you're right, Carrie, that we need to we need to be willing to be different. You know, uh, the Bible says that God will leave the ninety nine to go find the one that is lost. Are right. we willing? to walk away from the 10 to turn around and go give thanks where thanks is due to be different, to stand out, to have our actions set ourselves apart. Yeah. Friends, I just ask you today as we approach this Thanksgiving season with prayerfulness, what is your heart's condition? Are you sad? Are you, are you carrying around a bunch of guilt? Are you carrying around a bunch of anger or bitterness? The Lord wants you to bring it to him, period. Mm-hmm. What is your heart's cry to the Father this Thanksgiving season? Are you crying out, Master, Master? What is your heart's cry? He wants to hear it, and he wants to come and hear your cry. And then whenever we bring these things to the Lord, what is our heart's condition as we listen to the Father? Are we too busy to turn around and say thank you? Are we too busy to take that celebration to the Lord? Oh, friends, he loves you so much. And this Thanksgiving, he wants to know you deeply. He wants to love you deeply. And he's here right beside you. If you have any questions on how this can happen, I would encourage that you find a church this weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend, here on this Saturday night. There's so many, and I would encourage you to get in community. Of course, we can watch things online, but it's so beautiful when we're in community with others. Even these lepers were in community. So I pray that you would find a church that's preaching the gospel, And if you have any questions, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. And you can always find us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. Friends, for Kathy Endebrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.